This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. We got a beautiful day here in the Midwest. Still really hot, but boy, the sky is blue as you can imagine. It's really beautiful. We love it here in the greatest nation on God's green earth. And we affirm the American ideals here at Affirm America podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you haven't subscribed yet, run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Sign up. We'll shoot you an email each time a new episode comes out. Also, 2,000 Mules is playing over there free of charge. How the 2020 election was stolen. You can reach me at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Friday, June 17th. Headline number five, Elon Musk meets with Twitter employees in Q&A. From CNBC, Elon Musk addressed Twitter employees on Thursday ahead of his $44 billion acquisition of the company. When it comes to legal but potentially harmful speech, Musk told Twitter employees that people should be allowed to say whatever they want. But that's different from Twitter promoting that speech, Musk said, according to the source. Users have the right to filter out content they don't want to see, he added. Musk said the standard is much more than not offending people. It's that they are entertained and informed. From the New York Post, asked about whether he would make layoffs at Twitter if the deal goes through, Musk was noncommittal, reportedly saying, right now, costs exceed revenue. That's not a great situation. The company does need to get healthy, added Musk. Okay, so it looks like the... uh, Twitter deal still in play, and it looks like Musk still has an interest in obtaining Twitter, and he's making some clear markers to let everybody know what he thinks, and that free speech is at the top of his list of areas that he wants to make Twitter better at. That's a good sign. uh, That's a good sign for for free speech, for freedom of speech, and to uh, put a notice out to big tech that Elon Musk is leading the way in how you run social media companies. So kudos for Elon Musk, and let's just hope that the deal goes through and Twitter returns to its free speech, Second Amendment values. All right, headline number four, White House says country does not need more oil drilling. Fox News, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre shot down calls to increase oil drilling in the U.S. Thursday, saying the country doesn't need it. From the RNC research, Jean-Pierre, we don't need to drill more oil in the U.S. The president once said he's going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? Jean-Pierre, no, we are going to continue to move forward. Patrick D. Hahn, White House begs oil companies to improve situation. Can we drill? We'd rather you not. Can we build a refinery? We'd rather you not. Can we build a pipeline? We'd rather you not. Just make it better. 
Representative Stephanie Bice, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is supposed to be strictly used for national security emergencies and severe weather events, not as a Hail Mary when Democrats' anti-American energy policies fail. Biden cannot keep tapping into this critical resource. So what's really incredible is the tone deafness of the White House. The fact that Joe Biden's out there blasting the oil companies, telling them that they're gouging the consumers, just doesn't understand how business works with his anti-energy producing rhetoric that he's constantly signaling to everybody and the investments that are required to produce oil. They think that just because they're making record profits that that's all being just hoarded for themselves. I mean, that's the purpose of, of business is to make a profit. But a lot of that goes right back into uh, research and development, finding more, more areas to drill, to find more wells. It's a, it's a very, very expensive uh, business to be involved in. So uh, as long as the White House continues to talk this way, we're going to continue to see oil prices remaining very high. They're not going to come down because the energy companies just aren't going to invest when it's uh, got a hostile environment. Why should they invest billions of dollars when uh, they're just going to shut them down? So that's the problem. It's the White House. It needs to be changed. We need to vote them out in 2024, and we need to stop them in 2022. All right, headline number three. Nancy Pelosi refuses to condemn violence targeting pregnancy clinics. Julio Rosas, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, was asked about Democrats' lack of condemnation when it comes to the number of pro-life churches and pregnancy centers during her weekly press conference on Thursday. In response, Pelosi reiterated that women have the right to choose when it comes to bodily autonomy. Eric Rosales Speaker Pelosi was asked about the attacks by domestic terrorist groups on pro-life facilities taking place across the nation. The speaker did not denounce firebombs or vandalism, instead elaborated on her pro-abortion agenda. Spencer Brown. Wow. She pushed right past the terrorist attacks against pro-life organizations and launched a full-throated defense of abortion calling herself very Catholic, citing Ireland. Would she vote to adopt Ireland's abortion law? No chance. Pathetic performance. Okay, so you can see very clearly where the Democrats have gone. They're so far left. They've left all their Christian values behind. They've embraced abortion to the point of not even condemning uh, violent attacks on pro-pregnancy clinics, which are there to help mothers to get through their pregnancy with their children. In fact, some of them live in the facilities themselves to have care for giving birth. And the fact that she didn't condemn it, but just continued to talk about abortion as women's free rights is just very clear that the Democrats are totally out of touch. They've been completely indoctrinated by the far left and they need to be stopped. So we, we need to get out and vote in November. We need to put a stop to this. And everybody should see very clearly with their eyes what's going on around them. Because this is your Democratic Party in 2022. All right, headline number two. Pro-life leaders 
pen letter to A.G. Garland demanding action against pro-abortion terror groups. From the National Review, a coalition of a pro-life organizations sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland Thursday demanding action to address the recent wave of pro-abortion terrorism and intimidation. In a letter organized by the nonprofit Catholic Vote, 25 pro-life leaders, mostly think tank presidents, called the Justice Department's attention to the many attacks on pregnancy centers, churches, and even Supreme Court justices that have occurred since the Dobbs majority opinion leak last month. Fox News. The pro-choice group Jane's Revenge has recently taken credit for attacks on pro-life organizations, including for the attack on Wisconsin Family Action last month and throwing red paint on a crisis pregnancy center in Washington, D.C. last week. We call on you to publicly condemn these unlawful attacks to commit the vigorous efforts to prevent them and to investigate and prosecute them and to proactively engage with the affected faith communities to ensure their concerns and security needs are being met. The groups wrote in the conclusion of their Friday letter. Okay, so again, the, the bias of the DOJ is uh, very transparent. You can see that Merrick Garland is very much silent on the issues that he doesn't agree with. And when it comes to the things he does agree with, then he is very vocal, like with the parents and their considered domestic terrorist policies that have come out of the DOJ. This is a very big problem. The DOJ, the DOJ is supposed to be unbiased, but he is very much biased and needs to be removed in the midterms. So let's just hope that uh, once the midterms are over and the House and the Senate are back in Republicans' hands, that we can take some steps to remove some of these far-left radical uh, policymakers and appointed individuals from these positions so that we can protect our civil rights, our Second Amendment rights, and uh, that needs to be done. All right, headline number one, abortions in South Dakota come to an end. Life news, South Dakota is now abortion-free. The Plains State has been the second in the nation to not have any operating abortion centers as the last abortion business run by Planned Parenthood in Sioux Falls has stopped killing babies and abortions. South Dakota follows Oklahoma as the second abortion-free state in America after its Governor Kevin Stitt signed a Texas-style bill banning abortions starting at conception with a private enforcement mechanism. Texas was the first state to ban abortions, but its abortion ban starts when the heartbeat of the unborn baby is detectable at approximately six weeks. So not all abortions are banned. Governor Christy Nome, abortions have stopped in South Dakota. We have prayed for this day, and now it is here. Now we must redouble our focus on taking care of mothers in crisis. Help is available for you. Adoption is an option. You are never alone. Okay, so as we get close to the uh, release of the release of the Supreme Court's decision on Roe versus Wade, we're going to see lots of this uh, abortion issues are going to start heating up. That's why there's so much of it in the news right now. And South Dakota's taking a proactive move right now to in anticipation of Roe versus Wade being overturned, and that's a good thing, and we're going to see other states fall right along with them as this decision comes out very soon, hopefully by the end of this month. That's what the 
the rumor is, by the end of this month it should be released. So get yourself prepared for lots of uh, more violence over the summer, and especially Democratic cities. I'm sure that's going to happen. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and also the extreme left anti-abortionist crowd. So, uh, but kudos to uh, South Dakota for passing that law, and let's just hope that uh, other nations follow, and that'll be very limited areas where abortions will be performed state by state, where those decisions should be made anyway, not from the federal government. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday, June 17th. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. Look forward to seeing you again next Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.